the problem is that you come into this conversation with completely different realities of what is going on. And then it's almost like the ceiling for civility is lower before you even start talking. And so what we're kind of trying to do is bring those starting places closer together. What is good, futurists? I am your host, Michael Zakan, founder and CEO of Our Future, a next-gen media startup that takes you beyond business news to deliver exclusive industry insights and the secrets to success from the brightest minds in business. As of Monday, we smashed through our weekly listener record like Hulk through a wall, 800 listens, that's 1,600 ears. My goal is 1,000 listens, that's 2,000 AirPods. Doing the math on the spot, tell a friend, classmate, even a coworker about this podcast, about our newsletter, about the mission we have here to make business more accessible, digestible, and exciting to young people. Drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's always a huge boost. It's amazing to hear from you guys. Love how you guys are behind me as we head into this future of ours. Yeah, I just flipped it. My next guest is Max Tendero. He's a recent Michigan grad and founder of Civil Media. It's a new, one-of-a-kind political newsletter that brings you both sides of the story, featuring headlines from both the right and the left. Yeah, you might see a headline from Breitbart and CNN in the same newsletter. It's pretty crazy. But what Civil does that's different beyond aggregation is they actually weave together the larger narrative that come out of those two headlines or five headlines or 10 headlines and create a story that matters to everyone and kind of exposes the core of what's going on. You can subscribe to Civil at the link in the description of this podcast. Check out some of their past newsletters or by going to civilmedia.io. That's where you find that, civilmedia.io. Throw your email in the mix. When we think of media, the content is the product, and it has to be really, really differentiated, right? I mean, I know Mm -hmm. I made that LinkedIn post uh, shouting you guys out. It has to to stand out from the clutter. It has to be different. Walk us through why Civil is something that isn't out there in a newsletter format. Sure. So, you know, this isn't a novel idea. Um, I would say kind of trying to give a voice to both sides. This is something that media companies have tried to do and, and some have done it in different ways. Um, so there's, how I see it is there's kind of two subsets of kind of like um, uh, companies in the space and we're kind of trying to carve out a third space there. So there's companies like Ground News and All Sides that basically what they do is they take a news story and they aggregate articles for that news story from the left, right and center. The problem with that is that you're expecting your reader to read three news stories for the same issue. Right. Who, who, right. who has time for that? Like, like in theory, that 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 sounds good, and I think that it does, um, you know, lower the potential for accusations of bias. If like you're like, hey, we're not doing any of our own writing; we're just kind of giving you the, you know, um, sources. Mm-hmm. And then there is um, another newsletter called the Flip Side, and what they do is they basically just kind of will give you article snippets from the left and from the right. Um, the problem with you know all of those is that you're not making it super easy for the reader to consume these narratives that are ambiguous and complex and all that kind of stuff, right? And so I think where we're differentiated is a combination of analysis and just aggregation of resources from both sides, right? So. I, yeah, I love the, exactly. I love the format by the way. The design is yeah. is really really nice. Thank you. So you start Thank with you. the facts. You. you start with the the you paint the picture, right? That's how you exactly. start off. Yep. And then and then we kind of go into the narratives from the left and from the right. So that's where a little bit of, you know, our writing team um comes in, but then what we do is we back that up with news stories from the left and from the right. So like that's kind of our like uh supporting evidence where it's like, "Hey, like we didn't write these headlines. 
we didn't write these news stories. These are, you know, news um, stories like from the Huffington Post, you know, Breitbart, whatever. And then after that, we kind of go into what's really, I think, our um, one of our big value props is like the kind of bottom line. So like, what does it all, all, all mean? So like, why should I care if, you know, like, for example, our, our newsletter from Wednesday was on, you know, the whole like Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Coney hearings, Barrett right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's Enjoyed like, it. why, why do you care? Thank you. It's like, why do you care? And like, how does that play into to your life? And so kind of really making that digestible and easy for, for, for people, I think is really where we differentiate. It's that combination of source aggregation and analysis that our bipartisan team kind of um, enables us to do, um, you know, because we have that kind of diversity of viewpoints. And we have uh, the kid who, um, you know, is super far to the left in that kind of like socialist category. We have, you know, someone who's like, you know, super far to the right. We have centrist people. So kind of that allows us, I think, gives us a little bit more credibility. Um, I, I would hope at least in, in the eyes of readers to kind of do that. Not really one distinct voice, but you're still trying to go for that. I think that that's really cool. Absolutely. I mean, the design too. I love the red and the blue. Thank you. The Thank beautiful you. logo. It just, it looks great. It's simple and clean yeah. and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a beautiful yeah. newsletter. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that was one thing that I really wanted to try to do is that I, I, I wanted to make it enjoyable to read, you know, like, like, like I wanted to make it just visually appealing to look at so that you're kind of going through it and, you know, there's like white space, there's those kind of like soft colors, you know, we, we intentionally didn't choose really harsh reds and blues. Um, to kind of make each shot a little bit more, um, you know, like toned down in an age where, you know, politics yeah. is supercharged. Take the edge off all the toxicity, man. Seriously. Like how you encourage at the end the readers to to have a conversation or share, you know, some mm -hmm. element of their political life, sure. whether it be a conversation sure. they've had. I know the brood is something similar with like a debate at the end um, sometimes. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why is that important? I, I think it, it's cool that you're featuring, you know, student opinions, student comments, gets yep. people involved. Yeah, uh, sure. Flush that out a bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, our mission is to help people understand more and argue less. And so um, the that first part of our mission, you know, helping people um, understand what is, is going on. The newsletter does a pretty good job of that. We're basically presenting the story, giving them both sides and the argue less comes from that in 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 part where just when when you know more and you know what's going on from the other side you may be less likely to vilify somebody whose views are different from your own right but that 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 argue less um portion is a little bit harder and so ultimately where we need to go is we need to help people practice having conversations that are civil so whether that is a ios app or a website that is a safe space for people to be vulnerable with their views um, whether it is kind of like a town hall, like round table thing, you know, whether it's us like putting out a podcast where we're like demonstrating what that civil conversation looks like, that's, that's ultimately where we need to get to. I think that for now, you know, we're trying to hone in on that, you know, helping people, um, kind of know more and be more informed. And then from there, argue less will kind of come out of that. So that, so that's kind of what that civility challenge part is, is kind of the first iteration of that. And as we, we move forward, and as we kind of flesh out, you know, what do readers want? What resonates with readers? Um, then we'll kind of hone in on that uh, argue less part. Cause you know, we've only put out one newsletter to the general public. So we're, we're, right. we're still in the very early stages of fleshing out what that means. Right. And in media, it's very iterative, right? For us, yeah, we absolutely. did the intern spotlight in our newsletter goes out every Sunday and we recently launched the career series, right? So how can we bridge the divide between the CEO and the college kid? Well, we can bring on students who have 
freaking crushed the recruiting process, who have gotten some crazy good internships, go for that community element, go for those conversations, because that is what that is what needs to change. It isn't an easy thing to remove toxicity and from political conversations. You are you are preaching to the choir, my friend, preaching to the choir. And I mean, really, what 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 the success of this newsletter and this company is predicated on is selling people on a better alternative to what we have now, you know, um, because the problem is that people approach conversations with completely different realities. You know, a reality from someone who leans right is fueled by likes, you know, Fox, Breitbart um, and so on. Some from the left, as everyone knows, you know, CNN, Vox, Vice, whoever. And so the problem is that you come into this conversation with completely different realities of what is going on. And then it's almost like the ceiling for civility is lower before you even start talking. It's like, how can you find common ground when your starting places are so different? And so what we're kind of trying to do is bring those starting places closer together so that people are like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I may not agree with most of your views, but there, there, there is something in this kind of macro narrative, whether it, you know, be the Barrett story or, you know, COVID or, you know, whatever that may be of, okay, like there are valid points on both sides. Um, But the problem is that those different realities are fueled by for-profit companies. And I'm not saying that we are not, but news outlets, like any good for-profit company, have identified their target user, right? And for CNN, it's liberals. For Fox, it's people who lean right. And like any good for-profit company, they've tailored their content to, to meet the needs of their target user. And so it, it wouldn't make fiscal sense for Fox to put out news that bashes Trump or, 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 or CNN to put out a lot of news that makes Trump look good because that doesn't resonate with their target user and, and with their reader. And because they are ad-driven, um, they rely on engagement and, and, and clicks. And so it's, it's like there has to be some new player to come in because the way, that we're, the, the way that we're going now, the trajectory that we're on, whether it be news or as a country, so that's kind of where we're trying to step in is be that kind of like mediator almost be like, hey, like we realize there's a lot of nastiness and we, we, we realize people feel very strongly, but there's valid points on both sides of the aisle. And I love how it's written by college kids too. It's written by young people. And I think that's a huge differentiator to have yep. young people driving kind of the conversations that are going on. You know, we are the future. It's our future, right? Okay. You're saying that these companies have identified their, their, you know, their, their audience. I mean, who is your audience? Uh, who is your ideal reader? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately if our mission is to be maximized, right. And, 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 and our, and our, our civility impact is to be as big as we can. Our target reader is all people. Right. But, but, but that's too big a task to kind of tackle from the outset. Right. And so where we've kind of started is the younger people. So, you know, like 18 to 30. Right. Um, because those are people, one, that are a bigger part of our network, and two, who we think are, are, are a little bit more open to different mediums or different styles of news um, in terms of like, you know, like y- young people, the ones that are trying new, new products, right? I keep on saying young people. I sound like I'm old, but, but, um, <laughs> but, like, right? So, yeah, I, that, that is true. Um, but so we also think that if we can kind of target, um, that age demographic of maybe 18 to you know, 25, 30, kind of before they become more calcified in their views, then we have more potential to impact them over their lifetime, right? And so we're, we're even playing around with the idea right. of you know, high schools, right? Like before yeah. high schoolers go to college and kind of become a part of that bubble, whether it's a liberal bubble, like you know, at our school in Michigan, or whether it's a, you know, a, a, a 
right-leaning bubble at you know some other schools like a Hillsdale or something. We can get them before they kind of become a little bit more entrenched in in their views. I think that's where a lot of value can really come throughout their their you know lifetime. Where then maybe they're just that much less likely to be hostile to somebody because they've been reading Sybil since they were relatively young. I'm totally behind the mission, man. So. I mean, when was when did you first get interested in politics? Was it you know as a as a kid? Were you the kid who was always reading the, you know CNN, New York Times, doing the uh, doing the whole pitch in the in the morning for for news updates in school? What was it? When I really became um, interested in, in interested in it is when I wrote a paper in 2016 on why um, Trump won, and but my professor kind of pushed me to go beyond like okay like yes. It was the kind of like disgruntled, you know, rural, predominantly uh, white voters. But like, what were some other reasons that he won? And one of the big things that I found, at least in Michigan, was that voter turnout was just significantly lower than um, in the past two, you know, um, cycles. Yeah. And so it, it was things like that. It was like uncovering things about um, the way that our country is structured and the way that it functions and the way that it changes that was really fascinating for me. Um, and then I just kind of started to, you know, consume the, the, the news from there on a relatively, uh, daily basis. And now it's, mm. it's, you know, my job. So it's, it's, it's something right. that I do fairly consistently now. No, media, media is a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun to take information and portray it in a certain way that resonates. I think that's just, absolutely that's just a superpower. It's, mm-hmm. it's really electric, you know, yeah. newsletters, serious bit of real estate. Not a lot of people think about owning someone's inbox. You're getting through the algorithms. You're just going direct to to consumer. How how do you plan to grow it? I mean, growing a newsletter is also really hard. If you hear Alex Lieberman or anyone else talk, um, in my case, it's been extremely hard as well uh, with the yeah. Our Future newsletter. So, what are some strategies that you have in mind? You have a great team who shared you know it out on social media, got you a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other strats? By the time this podcast is aired, we will be in the middle of a um, referral, I guess, like competition. So basically, uh, we are doing something similar to the Morning Brew. Um, it's this product called Spark Loop, and it lets you put in a referral counter into your newsletter. And so we're going to be giving out uh, cash prizes for the top three uh, finishers. So whoever has the most referrals by November 3rd will get, um, you know, $300, $200, and then $100. And then we also are trying to offer some, um, I guess, like more low-hanging fruit to people. So if you refer over 20 people, you'll automatically be entered to win one of five, you know, like $25. Either cash prizes, you know, like gift cards to the business of your choice. But the other really valuable impact for this is that it quantifies how much of a uh, or or how much they're helping to solve the problem and we can show you you have made say 25 people a little bit more civil and you've contributed to the problem that much ladies and gentlemen that was max tendero he's on a mission to make political discourse just a little more civil removing bias and increasing digestibility absolutely love what he's doing and behind the mission 100 percent you know I'm subscribed myself, so if you're sold, subscribe to Civil at the link in the description of this podcast or at civilmedia.io. You can also follow them on Instagram at civilmedia, at civilmedia. Have a killer start to your week, everybody. And remember, what do you always have to do? Stay frosty.